Oh, yes. Like we always do at this time, People's Champ Radio. I'm Roy Mack with the big homie Cash. It's the big homie. Yes, sir. Hey, let's do it, man. One hour sports talk. We got to jump right into it today, Cash, man. We can't even mess around with it, man. Listen, it's a lot going on. Yeah, hey, you already behind right now, dog. I know. We, we, we behind schedule. Let's, let's jump into it, man. Let's go right to the NFL. Hey, real right talk. Now, Real talk, you only got 37 minutes of my time, man. Come, guy, go ahead, man. This guy here. Hey, let's go to this NFL, man. What's going on right now in the NFL, man? Uh, just some regular old everyday racism, white supremacy, man. That's <laughs> nothing new. Uh, the big homie Bob McNair, the Texans owner, uh, for those who you know don't know who Bob McNair is, old white guy with a lot of money, to keep it short. Um, he basically came out and said, hey, man, we can't have the uh, inmates running the prison and that comment was in regards to, you know, players milling and protesting, right? So let's back up because one of the most beloved coaches in NFL history, Bill Parcells, right? This guy's favorite quote was, you don't let the inmates run the asylum. Everybody, including sports center, thought that that was a cute phrase to use when referring to players. Now, this is in hindsight 2020 for me, kids. I was annoyed as hell when he said the shit. In the 90s, because I was thinking, you're using that type of analogy with a bunch of millionaires? <laughs> God damn. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Think of how bizarre that is. These men are millionaires, bro. And your analogy for them is you don't let the prisoners run the asylum. Oh, by the way, that was also Bobby Knight's philosophy. So, again, all these beloved racist whitehead coaches, and yes, I'm saying they're racist, and no, I'm not apologizing. For all these racist coaches using that type of terminology um, in leagues that are predominantly black. Um, hey, listen, man, this is part for the course. So, you know, he came out and made his, you know, forced apology, of course. And, no, I, I, you know, listen, Bob McNair, and we got to start contextualizing racism. When you grew up in an era where there were whites-only signs and you grew up in neighborhoods that the zoning laws were no uh, non-whites can live there, and you have the audacity to say anything remotely racist, not only do you have the education, but, but Bob McNair lived through racism. Hell, I'm pretty sure his family members, and he included, were part of a league that, you know, a, a league, were part of a system, right, that continued to oppress and uphold uh, views of racism and white supremacy. So he knows better is my point. You grew up in that era. You you wasn't born in 2015, my G. So you saying those comments, it's part for the course for me. But I am happy that the players are starting um, to get – well, not starting because it started with Trump, really, for me. I'm happy that um, black America, if you will, is continuing to get your ass slapped. Um, maybe you'll stop depending on white mommy and daddy one day. But, hey, listen, black folks, y'all better wake the hell up because these white folks are throwing haymakers right now. And we're in the 11th round of this fight. Round 12 is coming up. Um, it's going to be a long one if you ain't open your eyes uh, to racism and white supremacy, man. Hey, that's my rant, man. That's hey, my listen, rant on this hey, one, listen, man. man. People's Champ Radio, we started off on fire today, man. Listen, hit the hit the comment section. Like us on, uh, on Twitter. We got the Facebook coming. You can hit us on the YouTube channel. You make sure that you subscribe to the youtube channel man hit the bell icon so you can get notified when the latest ish is dropping you feel me also you can hit us up 
on your cellular device, you feel me? You can go to that iTunes section of podcast area, People's Champ Radio. Listen, man, my here's my deal, right? I felt like, and I said this a few weeks ago, when, when it becomes like something has to happen and then you react to it and now players that right. weren't kneeling are kneeling now, for me it's kind of like, okay, you know, it has to come to your front doorstep for you to really care about it. You understand what I mean? Because before, but I mean, because we, we got to remember what, what the real issue is here, right? So essentially you're saying yep. that like, you know, it that issue for you didn't mean enough for you to kneel, which is okay. That Listen, that's your personal opinion. But now when someone comes to you and brings it to you, now you want everybody to rally behind you. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah. like, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like, you know, huh? you know what I mean? It's kind of, especially because it is right. Think about it. I'm surprised. And, and we're going to bring it up here on people's Champ radio right now. And I didn't hear any other talking heads throughout the week in the mainstream. Talk about this. This is a distraction for a team who's playing good football. And this was a distraction. Great, by their own. great, great opportunity to make the playoffs. Yeah, and 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 your owner um, is a distraction right now. Cause think about it. Had this been a player, that's what people would have been saying. Hey, man, you got a young quarterback playing well. Team can make the playoffs, and and this guy's being a distraction. Well, your owner's being a distraction right now. None of the Texans players were saying anything, bro. If you go back and look, it's not one Texans player who was out, you know, leading the charge on anything on any social issues or anything. You know what I mean? And he came out, and now he's a distraction for the team. They're in a they're in a tough uh, uh, a tough game against Seattle right now. So you know, listen to me. This is a distraction, man. But shout out to Deshaun Watson. He's been playing great football. Um, you know, their best player went down, uh, JJ Watt, and they just kind of kept rolling, man. But you know, listen, we'll see what happens from this. We'll see. Um, you know, Bob, I'm sure Bobby Gerson kind of going to come with some kind of half ass something at some point. Uh, with his team, and you know, we'll see what happens, man. But his, his, hey, little, man. go ahead, go ahead. No, here's what I want to say, man, to uh, to everybody who, whenever the word race is brung up, you know, the the Will Canes of the world want to dismiss it, the yeah, Bill O'Reilly, that's your man's though, the, that's your man, Fox News. Is, I love Will Kane, man, because Will Kane keeps me up on my on my ish. When I see someone spewing that type of uh, just pure RWS and dismissing any type of like uh white privilege or uh any type of He doesn't even of, dismiss it. Um, he, he he acts like he doesn't even know yeah. what it is. He doesn't even know. Yeah, this guy literally <laughs> won't acknowledge it. So when I when means. I see someone who talks as eloquently as he does, right? Very elegant guy, is a lawyer I believe, went to law school. I believe so, um, yeah. That puts me on my game. Because I got to be able to come out and fight against guys like this because these are the type of people that will convince black people that they're making excuses. You feel me? But let me read you something, man, um, just real quick. I like to educate the people out here. So Bob McNair is 80 years old. Bob McNair was born, if I can get this up, I want to say Bob McNair was born in like 1937 or something like that, right? So here are the facts. That's math, people. Hey, pure math. So here are the facts. <laughs> Here's a little article. I pulled up issues of race in the 1930s. It says from the New Yorker, uh, the 1930s were a turbulent time for race relations in America, despite the decline of the Ku Klux Klan in the 1920s, right? It says racism was strong as ever in southern states. Furthermore, is a photo of like a monkey dressed in clothes on a porch and a cop looking at him with, like, some type of, you know, uh, vigor or whatever, right, vitriol. And so it's an image of a drunken African-American, but it's, an, it's actually a monkey. 
So understand, when I say words like these people are racist and they know better, Bob McNair was born in this era. So for all you idiots out there who talk about racism as if it doesn't exist or as if it's ended, I got two questions for you. The first question is, was there ever racism? That's rhetorical. The answer is yes. And the second question is always going to be the same. When did it end? But hey, Roy Mac, you go ahead. Man. I just want to—I just want to educate these people, man, that try to denounce racism and try to dismiss it as someone's making an excuse or someone's reaching. Man, hey, this is talk. just real talk. This is just real talk. That's real talk. But hey, let 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 let's talk about something that I saw kind of in passing. I don't think it was that big of a deal. I don't know if this story even has any legs, really. Um, but I saw an article that was written about Calvin Johnson's rights. Um, obviously, I don't think he's played since like 2015. But I saw that recently mm-hmm. a couple of teams reached out to the Lions about acquiring his rights. Um, and the Lions apparently are open to uh, trading away his rights. And the funny part was is that one of allegedly one of the teams, um, I believe this is Adam Schefter reporting this, but one of the teams that is interested are the New England pa- New England Patriots, which is hilarious to me <laughs> because if you listen to People's Channel Radio with Roy Mackey Cash, we talk about it all the time. Listen, I don't think any team um, should be doing business with the New England Patriots in terms of trades. I haven't seen them Ever. lose a trade. I haven't seen them lose a trade yet. <laughs> I haven't Ever. seen them lose one yet, man. Um, do you? Let me let me ask you this first. I think w- w- he, when he retired, he retired at what thirty two. Calvin Johnson did so. If he was to come back, would you be confident that he can still play at a at, at a moderately high level? Yep, because of the NFL rules. Um, and listen, you and I both know speed doesn't go away. Uh, they're talking about Daryl Green still runs a four three right now. This guy's damn near fifty years old. Oh, so Dion still probably can run like a good four four. Well, so, you know, Dion nah, man, has a challenge. He doesn't out. go anywhere. Dion has a challenge. I think he started doing it last year. I think he said anybody over thirty five. I want to say. I think he said anybody over thirty five. He said he can get him in a forty. That's Dion's challenge. He said anybody over thirty five. In a 40, he can get them, which is hilarious. But go ahead. Right, right, right. Definitely. And listen, what I'll do is, like, take Dion to, like, because, you know, the, the dudes who uh, retired from pro track, they still run on the pro circuit. <laughs> I'll, like, go get those, like, 45-year-old, 42-year-old, like, sprinters, and they'll tear his ass up. Hey, man. Prime, but, um, prime time. Beats by Dion. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I think so, man. The rules – um. The rules call for it, right? Like, you can't really touch the guy. He's bigger than you. He's stronger than you still. As long as he's keeping himself in shape. I mean, we saw Mike Williams, who was a bust coming out of USC. This guy came back and almost, I think he had like a 1,000 receiving yards after, you know, being out of the NFL for like, you know, three to five years. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll be dope to see. I mean, if, I don't want to see him come back with the Patriots, but if he comes back to the NFL, well, listen, hey, Roy, he should probably come back and play for the Lions since they got a chance to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, you know. And here's my thing: I don't know what your thoughts are or what anybody else's thoughts are listening right now. But my my conception when he retired was that he was retiring because essentially on some Barry Sanders type stuff. Like, yo, listen, we're not going to win anytime soon. I'm, you know, right. let, let me just get, let me go ahead and get out of here. I'm getting banged up, you know what I mean? And, I, you know, I I don't need this anymore, kind of, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think so, man. I think, I think uh, sometimes, man, you just lose love for the game when you're losing like that. You right, know what I mean? And, right. And Detroit, um, I, it's just, it's just one of those organizations where you just wonder what their mission is, like how they're building, what type of defense do they want to run, what type of, 
Um, what type of team do they want to be? We know Matthew Stafford's going to throw 50 times a game, right? Um, but defensively, what's the scheme? So they need to get some real football minds in there that really give a damn about football, and then that'll be that'll be the inception, if you will, of them getting better. But until they get some real coaches in there, like on defense and special teams and all that stuff, they'll continue to be a middle-of-the-road team with a quarterback who's you know, throwing the ball 50 times a game, and they'll always lose the important games. So. How good is Matthew Stafford? Let me ask you that because, you know, he, he's, he's as one good of those, as Matt Ryan. He's one of – well, see, that's the guy another guy was going to use. He's one of these guys that people kind of use as a barometer a lot of times with, like, these new quarterbacks. And I always yep. look, at, look at him and I'm saying, you know, you, what we have to first do is divorce ourselves from the – from from the stats and the Hall of Fame stats of those quarterbacks because that era of quarterbacking is done. It's just they right. throw the ball so much now that you're going to have guys who really can't play put up numbers that may look similar to somebody who, who's in the Hall of Fame just because they're throwing it so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when I see a guy like Stafford, right, I look and I say, okay, I don't really – know how good he is I think that he's been given a hell of an opportunity for a very long time in Detroit with really no real expectation think about it right Cam Newton apparently can't play football anymore if you let the people tell it right he can't play anymore this guy's removed from a from a from a uh, an MVP season and you know go 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 ahead go ahead no, 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 I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, because, see, what people are saying about Cam is that they're saying, oh, well, you've got to compare Cam to Cam, and he hasn't been as good and this and that. Well, I'm like, well, what the hell are you comparing Stafford against? I mean, here's, yeah, a, here's a guy who had – they had some teams in Detroit who were supposed to make some playoff, some playoff appearances and some playoff runs that right. ended up in some 8-8 eight eight seasons, some 7-9 some, some and nine seasons. And a lot of that I can actually put on Stafford's shoulders. I mean, listen, bro. If, if all the other quarterbacks have to bear this cross, so to speak, of being the guy who either gets you there or doesn't get you there, why are the rules different for a Matthew Stafford? Why are the rules different from a Matty Ice? You dig what I'm saying? I mean. Because he white? <laughs> no, I mean, because. I mean, there has been. You know, Matthew Stafford signed the highest uh, contract in NFL history. I think it's. Uh, because of and the he per signed year. it with no expectations. Nobody immediately think about this, right? Let's go. I'm gonna talk about an NBA guy. Mike Conley Jr. signed that fifth, signed that 150 million dollar contract. People went crazy. I can make a legitimate argument that in terms of point guards, Mike Conley is a better version of a Matthew Stafford if you equate the 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 point guards to to where point guards are and, and quarterbacks. I would put right a Matt. Uh, I would put a Mike Conley type quarterback above a Matt Stafford. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, absolutely. But yet Mike Conley got a bunch of ridicule. He he wasn't he wasn't deserving of the contract. Matthew Stafford got the money. And it was a bunch of what I heard from 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 the uh, the mothership ESPN was a bunch of hey you know if you hey if uh, uh, if that's what the market dictate dictates you know what I mean? right <laughs> it's funny to me too you know what I'm saying I just I, I, I don't understand what happens when black people get their money I guess the market doesn't really you know uh, hey I don't know the, man the, the market the market's not the same I guess I don't know. You know? Hey, it's funny. Hey, it's funny to me too. It's funny. Hey, it's to just me a coincidence. Too. Come on, Roy. Hey, 
Hey, quit race baiting, man. It's just a coincidence, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> Hey, well, let me ask you this about the NFL, because speaking of race, a lot of people who want to interject race into sports will say that the viewership and things like that are down because of the kneeling. Here's what I would say. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the reason at all. I think it's been I think it's been if you look at the numbers, it's been declining because the NFL with the Thursday night games, the games overseas at different times. I think that they're kind of oversaturating the market one. And then number two, and more importantly, this is my opinion. I'll be interested to hear yours. I think the NFL is in a transition period. Well, here's what I mean. They're in a period where the, 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 the old guard right now is kind of on their way out, and they're waiting on these new guys to kind of become the face. And it's kind of because, and the reason I say that, because let's look at this week. What matchup intrigued you this week outside of maybe Houston, Seattle, which wasn't a matchup at the beginning of the year that you thought would have been a good matchup? But outside of maybe like Houston, Seattle, what matchup this week did you see? And like, did Atlanta and 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 the Jets did, did did that get you hype? Did New England and and the Chargers get you excited this week? How about the uh, the Bears and the, and the Saints? I, I, you know what I mean? Like San Francisco right. and Philly. Like none of these. Like I can literally give you the winner of all those games a week ago. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like right. I think that it's a transition period right now. It's a what people you know, the old thing about the NFL was always people said the NFL is a league in which everybody's about the same. It was a league of parity. You remember that years ago there was oh it's a it's a league of Absolutely. parody. Absolutely. I think what we're watching right now, this is a league, it's some really bad teams right now in the NFL. Really bad teams. Yep. And you know, I that's my conjectures. I think that it's it's a combination of an oversaturation of a product that is built for Sundays specifically. Right. And between that and, in my opinion, what's a bit of a changing of the guard. Because listen, we got to get we got to get uh, uh, some of these guys seasoned. Deshaun Watson has to get seasoned. Uh, Dak Prescott has to get seasoned. You know what I mean? Um, the kid in Philly, he has to get seasoned. Those guys have to kind of get up to speed, so to speak. And then I don't think that they're ready yet for, for prime time, should I say. Well, understand this. Uh, it's not the talent. It's the coaching, right? Mm, I didn't the think about it. Okay, so break that NFL, down. What's up with the, t- with the, yeah, with the coaching? Yeah, it's the coaching. So, because you're talking about all these teams, go around these teams and ask yourself, do you believe that the coaches – bro, the, the 49ers uh, – not the 49ers, the, uh, the Rams uh, hired a 31-year-old coach. How does this guy? 33? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that for a second. So there hasn't been a great transition of coaches because you know what's going on? A lot of these coaches are saying, the hell with the NFL, I'm going to go to college. Bro, you know how many big-name coaches are still uh, coaching college football right now? Think about it, right? So it's the coaching staff. It's the coaching quality. The, the, the talent's never going to dissipate because they're coming from the college ranks. Like, the talent's always going to be there. It's the coaching, bro. When I look at the coach. What's going on there? Now, what are you, you guys me, doing? Now, hold on. I'm going to ask you this. When you're saying coaching, are you saying strictly head coaches or position coaches or just coaches in general? Well, it's all encompassing, right? Because the head coach has to pick his staff. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right, I, right. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to keep them separate. I'm not going to say, oh, well, Pete Carroll's great, but his offensive coordinator, well, you pick that nigga. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you the one that picked. You pick, you pick the damn coordinator. You feel me? So either fire him, get somebody well, else in there, and get the And the reason the baby. I ask that is because, you know, in college football, Nick Saban kind of gets that pass that, like, if his offense isn't playing good, it's, you know, it's of it's course. not Nick Saban's fault. But go ahead, though. But Nick Saban also has, like, what, four or five titles? So I can see why 
<laughs> yeah, because I, I can see if something he gets happens, some leeway to pass the blame. Right. Yeah, he gets some leeway. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like Belichick. If those guys don't succeed, I'm blaming them on somebody else. But not to because he's been there. And not to and I want you to get back to your point. But the funny thing about those guys is that if you look at those guys before the success came, there were almost decades where they were horrible coaches. Yep. All of a sudden, they started winning, and they became geniuses. You understand what I mean? Right. I mean, oh, yeah, I know exactly so that's always weird for me is when I see these guys who, you know, because you're never a genius, really, until other people, I guess, figure you're a genius. Because think about it. I thought Roy Williams, the basketball coach, was a great coach at the University of Kansas. I thought he was a great coach. Apparently, yep. though, he didn't become a great coach until he went to North Carolina and won a couple national titles. Now he's a great coach, which is hilarious. But now ahead, he's man. a legend. Yeah, now, right. now he's validated. But go ahead, man. But no, man, ultimately what I'm just saying, I'm just looking at the coaching. I'm looking at, you know, how people's teams are being run in terms of organizational discipline from the top down. Right? So you don't like River um, What's my man's name in uh, Carolina? Riverboat Ron? You don't, you don't like the, the – what's his name? What the hell is the coach's name in Carolina? Ron Rivera. Yeah, you don't like Riverboat Ron, man, the gambler? No? That doesn't do it for you? I like Ron Rivera. I, I don't um, always agree with how they run their offense. Um, I feel like when I'm watching them play, they, they, they're looking for, like, big plays all the time. I feel like Cam either has a 400-yard game or he has a 120-yard game. It's real weird to me. You know who I And so when I like... look at their – No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when I look at their offense, I just don't see consistency in it. And so I got to look at the coaching staff and ask myself, well, you guys put these players in the best positions to be successful. Even watching Dallas – same thing offensively. They, you know, if they if they can't bust a big run with Zeke, if they can't run a bust a big run with Ezekiel Elliott, I feel like they're lost, and that's a problem. And you might be on something with the coaches. Think, speaking of Dallas, because that's a guy who really didn't take the traditional two two. I mean, a little bit, but he kind of got the accelerated plan to a head coaching position. You know what I mean? Um, Garrett, yep. Yeah, he he kind of got accelerated on 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 the coaching path. So you might be on. I got to look at that. That's that's, that's really interesting. Um, that's really interesting, man. But listen, you're listening to People's Champ Radio. I'm Roy Mack with my right-hand man, Cash. We do this every single Sunday afternoon, man. You got to hit us up on the Twitter page. Uh, hit us up on the YouTube channel. You understand what I mean? You want to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon, uh, the bell icon so you can get notified when the new-ish drops. You want to hit us up on the cell phone, too. You can carry us with you, man. You like 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 that on the podcast center of iTunes, People's Champ Radio. We iHeartRadio, I promise you, iHeartRadio, we are coming soon. I keep telling y'all, man, you want to get on this People's Champ Radio train right now because once it starts rolling, Cash, let, let them know, man. Once this train starts rolling. Can't man. get no more free, Randy. <laughs> you feel me? So, hey, listen, you want to get on this right now, man. Hey, let, let me ask you this, though. Um... What's your favorite? I was thinking about this like two weeks ago, and I forgot to ask you this. Because, you know, when you start talking about sneakers, right, most people talk about basketball sneakers. But what's your right. favorite, like, non-basketball sneaker, like signature shoe, like football, baseball? Uh, I know Andre Agassi has some shoes in the 90s. What's your favorite, like, non-basketball, like, athletic-type shoe, like a football signature shoe or something like that? Mm. I had some uh, some cleats, man. There was some Charles Woodson Nikes. Mm. I got them out of uh, yeah, I got them out of uh, East Bay Magazine. You know what I'm saying? East Bay. 
Man, it's still out. Like, East Bay's still doing his thing. Shout out to East uh, I mean, Bay. it's just a website at this point, you know. Which it should be. Which but, it should be. Right. You know, but um, there was some Charles Woodson, man. I can't even describe him, man. They had like a – they were just dope. They were low cut. They um, they were – at the time, they were the lightest Nike cleat. And Charles Woodson was like my favorite player. So, we just, you know, I was on boss talk. Let me say this. It's I'm, I'm going to say two, two pairs, right? So, it's one that um, would need – the Barry Sanders when they first came out was were crazy when they first dropped. Um, so I love those Barry Sanders and the other the pair. Zoom joint. Man, so crazy. And the other pair that were like liquid crack when they came out were those Ken Griffey's. When the Ken Griffey's oh, first my God, <laughs> man. those Ken Griffey's dropped, yeah, they were serious please. in these streets. You feel me? Hey, what, what the kids need to understand is that. You know, Jordan, you know, it's the jump, man. It's the logo. I, y'all, yeah, I love man, that. Yeah, man, but listen. Yeah, yeah, but listen, dog. There are two There are two athletes, and I think I'm right, right on top of my head, that had hotter shoes than Jordan when Jordan was in his prime. Like, when Jordan was at the pinnacle. Talk to him, those were those The hottest shoes out were these Anthony Hardaways, and pick whatever pair you want. Any <laughs> shoes were going for two hundred dollars in the nineties when Jordan was in his prime. Yeah, in the nineties, fam. In the nineties, these shoes were going for two hundred, and no, they were no, it was no special edition. They were in the store for two hundred dollars. Like, come get some if you want them, right? Um, and those Ken Griffey Juniors, bro. Those two shoes, bro. Ken Griffey was so hot. You could put a code in for this brother to get him in a basketball game. <laughs> That's how hot Ken Griffey was, fam. Yeah, so man. understand, kiddos, Jordan was still doing his thing. The Jays was dope. But when Ken Griffey and Anthony Hardaway shoes came out, my God. Yeah, man. When those, Unreal. I, I, I always described the Ken Griffey's as liquid crack when they came out. Because it was like when those yeah, people were like, because oh, like you said, he was so popular. He really, he really brought baseball back to the to the hood, Absolutely. really. You know what I'm saying? He to brought the baseball, urban, yeah, yeah, to the urban community. He brought it back to us. That was out. Every kid in my neighborhood wanted to be Ken Griffey. That was the guy you wanted to be like. You dig what I'm saying? He could do everything. Yeah. And and yep. and he looked cool doing it. I'll never forget the home run derby where he walks up there and he has his hat on backwards at the home run derby, which is something you know. Baseball is one of these weird sports, and we're gonna talk a little World Series later. Oh, it, it ain't weird. It's good old fashioned racism. <laughs> but but it, go ahead. It's one of these sports where they they do the unwritten rule thing, right? So they have a bunch of yeah, these that's unwritten called, rules. That's called racism, white supremacy. But and, go ahead. And and one of these little unwritten rules was they're like, hey, you know, you shouldn't like turn your hat that way. And Ken Griffey just, I don't think he was doing it to intentionally buck the system, but it was. Just like that. That's how. Listen, that's our flavor. You dig what I'm saying? That's how we rock. That's how we rock right. the caps. Throw the throw the hat to the back. You go up there and you take you take your cuts. And he just looked so fly doing it, man. Pause. But he looked yeah, so fly man. doing it, and it was just he was the man. Yeah. Shout out to them Ken Griffey's though, man. But listen, this is People's Champ Radio. Roy Mack and Cash. Hey, let's talk about some NBA, man. I know you wanted to talk about some stuff in the NBA, and I got some NBA stuff to get into. I did, actually did a little bit of a uh, – uh, if you go to People's Champ Radio, go to our YouTube channel. Um, I did a rookie uh, uh, a rookie watch on there. I'm going to keep doing those about every uh, every few weeks, uh, NBA rookie watch. Um, and you want to talk about the rookies, man. What are you seeing out there so far? I know we, it's super early, super early. We're only like, I think literally we're like 116th through the NBA season, like five or six games in. Right. But uh, what do you like? What do you don't like? Who do you like right now, NBA rookies? Well, I, I don't like Lonzo Ball right now. Um, I'm just going to jump on. right into you it. You come out like that, huh? 
Yeah, I'm just gonna jump right to it. We ain't gonna pussyfoot around it. I've watched Lonzo Ball play enough games uh, now to see that the players surrounding him don't seem to believe that he's the talent. Um, being the number two overall pick, I've seen Dennis Smith Jr. play. I've seen uh, was that Kyle Kuzman on the same team. Yes, sir. I've seen Jason Tatum play. I've seen um, uh, the, the big homie Dennis Smith Jr. When I watch these other players play, I'm looking at how their uh, their constituents around them are playing with them. I'm looking at the body language of the players around these guys. I'm not looking at stats. Stats are always going to look weird. You're a rookie. You know, you don't know how to get easy buckets yet. ETC. So I'm not even worried about that. And, no, I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. This is the second year in the league. I don't give a damn about the rule. I don't look at him as a rookie, but I digress. So when I'm watching Lonzo play and I'm watching the Lakers run their offense, Guys are not looking to give him the ball. I have, I saw Alonzo Ball call for the ball a couple of times while he's sitting in the corner. I watched Carson get off. I saw Kyle Kuzman getting off. I watched Randall get off. I'm watching all these players on a bad team, by the way, for L.A. That's not a good team. That's a terrible team right now. They're all young, and they're all trying to figure it out. My point is is that when I'm watching Alonzo Ball, the offense is not being ran through him. He's the second overall pick. And he's a point guard who's standing at six foot seven, and they're not running an offense through him. And I'm watching other players. When I see Dennis Smith Jr. play for the Mavericks, they're looking to get that young brother the ball. And the Mavericks have a better team um, than the Lakers have. So, uh, listen, man, it's not looking good for Lonzo Ball. He doesn't look like an NBA starter to me. When I just look out on the court and I see him play, he looks a bit out of place. Um, he looks very passive. Um, the, the, the assists that he's dropping, they're not assists that are like, he's not, you know, passing people over. You know how the NFL, they say you throw somebody open? He's not making plays to where he's dribbling, he's, you know, penetrating and dishing. It's just weird watching him play right now, man. Um, maybe it's a confidence thing. I have no idea. But right now, to me, on my eye test alone, no stats. I ain't worried about no stats. He doesn't look like an NBA starter to me. Yeah, no, and it's funny because, hold on, first let, let me pop a top real quick. Let me pop a top real quick. Let me, talk my, let me talk my ish, right? So if you listen to my NBA rookie breakdown, a lot of what, what Cash said, I said the same thing. And, 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 and so, you know, here's the deal with, with, with Lonzo. Um, hell of a marketing job by his father. The more and more I watch him play, the more I say, that's a hell of a marketing job by his pops. <laughs> the greatest I've ever seen. And hey, let me ask you this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, and you know what my thoughts on this, but do you believe, and by the way, sorry, I didn't mention De'Aaron Fox. That brother's killing as well. But anyway, do you believe that Lakers made a mistake with Lonzo? I think history, I think history will bear that out. Um, right. From what I'm seeing so far, right, um, here's the deal. So it's a couple things with Lonzo. One, and, and, and here's what I said in my NBA Rookies Breakdown, is that to me – Hey, Hall of Fame point guard talking, kids. Yeah, listen up. Listen up, man. To me, offensively, he punts, he punts the basketball. And here's what I mean when I say he punts. He, he takes the easy way out. He doesn't – like you said, he doesn't create – see – Think about it, right? If you're going to be a point guard who also is not going to score prolifically, and at this point, listen, hit, I think he's shooting like 20% from three, 
It looks it, 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 it's just awful from three for him right now. And he's not really finishing around the basket, which that was what I said coming out of college. I said, listen, he's a decent athlete, not a great athlete. I think De'Aaron Fox is a great athlete. I don't know how great you know athlete. Um, great athlete. He's not he, Lonzo is not a great athlete. And the thing is, if you're going to be a point guard who's not going to score, but you're going to be an assist guy and a rebound guy, fine. But your assists have to be breaking people down and, like you said, passing guys open. You got to be – you got to be – those assists have to be leading to dunks and layups, not having to lead to, like, a guy having to still do, like, a jump stop and something else to score and then it's an assist. No, 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 no. They have to be dime assists. They got to be room service assists, as we call them. We call them room service assists, right? I'm giving you room service. All you got to do is just, just lay this thing in. And so, yeah, right. man, listen, it's a hell of a marketing job so far. Um, I think he – listen, we're not saying he can't play in the NBA. We're saying that he clearly isn't going to be who, who you know, maybe they thought he was going to be picking him at number two. Because when you pick a guy at number two, oh, you're man. saying that he's going to change your franchise. That's what you're saying at number two. And, and for – no, go ahead, go ahead. Well – He's clearly not the best rookie on his team. Kuzma is clearly the best rookie on that team. Clearly, and I don't, I don't think clearly. anybody. I don't think anybody who's being honest. If you're being honest, I don't think that you would disagree with that. Kuzma is clearly the best rookie. And listen, the NBA season is a long season. The thing, Absolutely. The thing about Lonzo that's going to hurt him ultimately is this. It's not that his dad's talking and people are going to go at his head. It's not that. Yeah, it's not that. It's it's twofold, and it has to do with his teammates, and it has to do with the opposing point guard. Over the course of eighty-two games, everybody's gonna get to see you multiple times. You you understand what I'm saying? And And when your response to things is you're not aggressive, listen, you, me, and you got a saying. What's our saying that we used to say back in the gap? Way, 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 hey, way, 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 way back in the gap before I got married. What, what was the saying when we used to go out? How we gonna be? We gonna be what? Bro, you gotta be aggressive, bro. You gonna we finna be aggressive? Shout out, shout out to. Shout out to the big homie, uh, to Captain Hooks, man. He put me on that aggressive. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? He put me on that. Um, he put me on that moniker, man. You know what I'm saying? A long time ago, and I've been I've been with it ever since, man. That's what we used to, before we went out to the club. Before we went out to go hang out, we used to say, "Hey, man, when we go out tonight, hey, listen, man, we finna be aggressive." And, and and listen, that's a mindset that you have to have, right? Is that hey, I'm gonna be aggressive yeah, tonight? Man. You're the point guard, and and, and Lonzo is just not aggressive man he is just and, and listen maybe that he might turn the corner on that i don't think so because personally i don't think aggression i don't think aggression is something that you develop i think you have it or you don't you understand yep so that's my thoughts on him but let me go back let me talk about one guy um um that you brought up briefly jason uh uh, uh my, my man tatum out there in uh in boston i said this at the time i thought i thought ben simmons would be the rookie of the year and I know you don't like the rule, but I thought Ben Simmons would be the rookie of the year just because he has a year under his belt. And, you know, I, you know, he out of all those guys, I think obviously he has a built-in advantage. He's going to be rookie of the year. But if right. it wasn't going to be him, I thought it would be Jason Tatum. I think he's averaging about 15 points a game right now this year. And the word that I keep or, or the phrase I keep using with him is that he's a professional scorer. You understand? Yep. You said that coming out of college. Coming, when he was at Duke, I said it. I said, listen, this guy's a professional scorer. 
And if you recall, the first person I called that on years ago was O.J. Mayo. And I know he yep, didn't turn into an all-star. I was all-star. not sold on Mayo Yeah, he didn't all. turn into you an all-star. But I told you when I watched him play at USC, I said, listen, don't worry about the fact that he's averaging like 16 points. Those are professional shots he's making and taking. And the right. same thing with Tatum. He makes and he takes professional NBA shots, bro. And for him to be – the best thing that happened to him, and I said this on, on, on my Rookie Watch uh, update, and I don't wish injuries on anybody, but the best thing that happened to him was that Gordon Hayward got hurt. And here's why. Because yep. he's now going to get matchups that he would not have gotten had Hayward been there, which is going to help him moving forward. You understand? He's going to get the best because they're probably going to put their point guard and maybe their best you know, guy on him. But if it's a longer, longer guard or, or, or a bigger guy, that guy's going to guard Tatum now. And so he's going to get good looks, which is going to help him because that's not a guy who is not aggressive. He's a guy who is aggressive. So I really like his game. I still think Ben Simmons is going to be rookie of the year. I think Ben Simmons is going to be special. Um, De'Aaron Fox is going to be good. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be good. Um, I think Kuzma's going to be good. That's what's crazy. Lonzo, yeah, man. I don't know what Lonzo turns into, man. I really don't. I, listen, I, I'm watching this guy play. He's not involved. Uh, it, De'Aaron Fox, you know, looked uh, ahead of him in college, but I did see these intangibles from Lonzo in college. I saw the leadership. I saw the confidence. I don't see that now. And De'Aaron Fox, man, this young brother is killing right now. He is confident. He, I mean, he's arguably the quickest guard in the NBA right now, which is saying a lot. You know what I mean? That's saying a hell of a lot. Um, Because this is a a very guard-heavy NBA right now. You know, this is a very exciting time for point guards in the NBA. So, um, De'Aaron Fox looks incredible, bro. That mid-range jumper's falling for him. He's left-handed, which means that every time he plays against you, you're going to have to adjust at the fact that he's left-handed and he shoots left-handed. So, uh, well, obviously he shoots left-handed, but um, he just, man, he looks great, bro. Um, unfortunately for him, he's in Sacramento, but that's just going to help him sharpen his skills up and get to L.A. at some point. <laughs> and let me rewind on, listen, on New York, which I think New York would be a great look for him uh, to, to team up with Porzingis out there. But let me say this, bro. This is my point I was going to make about Lonzo. Okay. And this is why the Lakers could potentially have made a great mistake with him. Because that doesn't make a guy like LeBron James want to go to L.A. Mm, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball, yeah, if Lonzo Ball continues this trajectory, no bosses are going to want to come to L.A. Because Paul George. That's just real talk. Paul George is supposed to be already in the mail. That's the point. And I don't think Paul George joins L.A., with this type of Lonzo. Because here's the thing about Lonzo. Because of where they drafted him at, they have no choice but to try this out for a long period of time. And at the least, he's going to be a six foot seven point guard. You see what I'm saying? So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But as far as him being that guy to be able to go up against the Westbrooks and the Steph Currys and, you know, the bosses, the, 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 the Chris Pauls, and, like, the list goes on. Like, bro, he's going to have to. I'm going to have to see a drastic change in him. And let me say this. I hope I'm wrong about this guy, but I don't believe I am. You know what's funny, and I'll end it on this, and I'm going to move on to some other NBA stuff, but I think what's what's the issue is that I know his dad coaches the AAU teams that him and his brothers played on, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of their style of play and their outlook on the game is AAU-based. And here's why I say that. 
they look at every single game and they're wanting to figure out. It's like they just want to keep playing games. And they think that, like, if a guy didn't have a good – like, it was – Kind of people were saying that like he held his own quote unquote against John Wall. Well, John Wall I think had like eighteen and ten against him. It's like, bro, that's a pretty good game. And John Wall had a bad shooting night. Like, bro, and oh, by the way, Lonzo not, didn't even guard point. John Wall. Yeah, you know that, right? Lonzo didn't guard no, he, John Wall. He didn't guard him. Now, obviously, they had some cross matches where 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 they would kind of you know be be master boy and chiller. But yeah, he, he did he didn't start off on them. And and like you said, also right. John Wall had an off shooting night, and he still had eighteen and ten. And it's like, bro, like that's not a win for you. That guy had a, had a had a hell of a had a good double double on a bad shooting night. So, you know, but 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 listen, here's what I want to go, man. Listen, uh, this is People's Champs Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. Join the movement, man. Get down with us right now, man. Hit the bell icon, like, subscribe, comment, all that fly ish. You dig? Let me say this though. Two things I want. Well, a few things I want to get to with the NBA. But one, I want to touch on real quick because I don't know if if you're even aware of this. And like I said, it's super early in the year right now. But I don't know if you're aware. But right now, Demarcus Cousins, a guy who I know that the powers that be don't like in the NBA, and so you haven't heard anything. They don't about like this, brother. Now, you've been hearing a lot about how uh, Yantis Antetokounmpo was having a great year, a.k.a. the Greek freak, and he is having a great year so far, right? Right. But what you haven't heard is the fact that DeMarcus Cousins right now, as we speak, is averaging 32 points, 14 rebounds, and two blocks a game. No big deal. <laughs> now, do no I think that he'll deal. maintain that for the season? No. But even if those numbers come down a little bit, let's say he comes down – by four points, by three rebounds, and by one block. So now you're saying he's going to average 28 points, 11 boards, and one block a game. Listen, bro, I said, hey, listen, that's a pretty good season. You feel me? Bro, that's a hell of a season. <laughs> I love DeMarcus Cousins, bro. Like, I just hope he continues to mature all, out, on and off the court. You know what I mean? That's that's going to be the thing. Hey, but listen, you know what's not being talked about, right? Is that him and uh, Anthony Davis, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Wildcats. I just find it kind of funny that nobody's even talking about that. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. You know what I mean? They, 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 that there are these phenoms from that, that school. And, um, listen, Kentucky hey, can put together an NBA team because De'Aaron Fox – well, De'Aaron Fox wouldn't even be the – De'Aaron Fox would be the backup yeah, point guard. Yeah, man. Uh, John Wall yeah, would be the man. starting point guard. Listen, Kentucky can put together an NBA team, <laughs> and that would be silly right now. Uh, right, so like yeah, if all man. those guys are on the same squad, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So, oh, yeah. But, yeah, man, shout-out to DeMarcus Cousins. Again, hopefully this brother continues to mature on and off the court because he's an absolute – I mean, he's, he's incredible. Um, he's arguably the best big man in the NBA. So I don't think it's arguable, but I'm with you. Let me ask you this, though. Right. Let me ask you this. This this you know again we're super early in the NBA season but let me ask because it, it feels weird it feels I don't say it feels weird but it feels different. Do you think that the Warriors still do they still feel invincible to you this season? No, they don't. I was gonna say that man. Um, and you remember I talked about this a couple of weeks ago here on People Champ Radio when I talked about I just felt like everyone has settled into the fact that KD is with the Warriors now. And there's a different confidence. I think people are going after Warriors now. And I, I and let me say something very important. Steph Curry isn't, you know, shooting the lights out anymore either, right? He's come down to earth. Um, instead of him being the greatest shooter of all time, he's like the, the best shooter in the NBA right now, if that makes sense to people. Listen, Steph Curry was on a run, bro, in which when he was playing, I was saying to myself, this is unbelievable. Like, 
he was shooting shots that I was just like, my goodness. He had that Gilbert Arenas confidence, you know what I mean, when Gilbert Arenas was on the cover of NBA Live. Um, that's the type of shooting that Steph Curry – I just think Steph Curry's come down to earth a little bit, man. Um, and Clay Thompson um, as well, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the big thing about the Warriors. You know, you live by the three, you die by the three, but – I just feel like those guys have come down to earth, and that's why the Warriors look more vulnerable than than we we conceivably think they would be with the addition of Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, we're super early in the in the year, like I like like I keep saying. But when you watch them play, I agree with you. Team, a year ago, teams were taking the floor, and you can see, it was kind of like the Mike Tyson thing, right? You can see that those yep. teams were kind of like, oh, we're gonna lose tonight. We got the Warriors. I'm seeing teams now take the floor like, all right, cool. We got the Warriors. All right, cool. All right. You know what I mean? And it's like that's a good thing for the NBA because Mm -hmm. no one's afraid of them. People are going at them. And here's the thing, right? Yes, they have a lot of great players, a lot of great shooters, but they only have one basketball they're playing with. And so what that means is, listen, Kevin Durant is the best player on that team. No one's going to argue that. So he needs the ball in his hand. But if Kevin Durant has the ball in his hand, that means Klay Thompson doesn't have the ball in his hand knocking down threes. And here's one thing about a shooter. A shooter likes to get in a good rhythm. You feel me? And I think that's why Steph Curry, in your, in, in your words, is coming down a little bit, uh, possibly, is because some of, those, some of that rhythm is kind of going away now because Kevin Durant needs the basketball, man. That's very true. I never, I never really even thought about it like that. But that's a very simple way of looking at it, man. Like, shooters got to get in the rhythm. Um, I don't believe that Curry has the freedom he had anymore because Kevin Durant's on the floor. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. And also, I want to see what happens uh, when Clay Thompson's contracts up. You know what I mean? Oh, I he about, he about to be out of there. I know what's gonna so, happen because you know? he. Now he keeps saying about this whole thing that like he's he's willing to like listen to them so he can talk about taking less money. That sounds good right now when the season starts. That sounds good until some team starts throwing you two hundred and something million. Then all of a sudden, you know, listen, put it like this, man. If he wants, if Clay Thompson decides to live to leave tens of millions of dollars on the table, I'll be super disappointed in Clay Thompson. Me too. I Get mean, your money, man. You, you know what I mean? Because we're not we're not talking about a couple, one, two, three. No, potentially he would be leaving tens of millions of dollars on the table that he's never going to be able to recoup again. Yeah, listen, I know you got money, Clay. I know your dad was a what first overall pick. Yeah, his dad was a first overall pick by the, by the Lakers. Unbelievable, right? So again, um, I get it. You made a lot of money, bro. Get your money. Don't leave that type of paper on the table ever. Ever, bro, in anything. Hey, did you hear about this thing with Stephen A. Smith and J.R. Smith? Yeah. Did you hear this? This yeah. this foolishness about the hood. I, this hood I stuff? actually listened to what Stephen A. said, and it was such a cool like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So J.R. Smith, so Nike, right? They got like the hoodies, right? Um, with their gear or whatever. Right. And Stephen A. said, and I quote, J.R. Is, you know, has white folks in the stand reliving the Trayvon Martin incident again. I was like, what? What are we talking about? Like, I didn't even really understand Stephen A's metaphor he was trying to use. I just took it as you being a coon. Anytime <laughs> as a black person, well, yeah, listen, people chant radio, dog. I'm going to keep it 100. I ain't missing words. You dig? Hey, do you? That's coon talk. Yeah, that's coon talk. Whenever you start a conversation by trying to tell me, 
what you think white people are going to take from this, I'm out. You'll lose me immediately. Um, oh, by the way, JR touched him up like he should. And that's why I always do respect JR because he will go at your head. Stephen A was reaching. That had nothing to do with Trayvon Martin. And if that's, that makes white people think about Trayvon, then that would have been a great thing. Because they need to start thinking about innocent black children, right, walking home and getting stalked and, and, and eventually killed by neighborhood watch people who are supposedly protecting the neighborhood, right? So don't even get me started on that rant. But, yeah, um, it was some cool shit coming out of Stephen A.'s mouth. Um, I'm glad Jr. fired back at him and hit him with the every since Skip Low left the, the show been trash. So yeah, shout out Jr. Smith. <laughs> that was hilarious, by the way. And it was um, hilarious because it's true. Shout out, <laughs> shout out Jr. Smith. It was listen. Here, here was my thing about the whole thing, man. I, I, I'm with you. I didn't get the analogy that boy uh, that Stephen they were trying to draw. Like, uh, like think about it. First and foremost, those are made by Nike. Right, those are NBA issued, so it wasn't like J.R. Smith was bringing a hoodie in. His own hoodie. Yeah, these are NBA. He's wearing the NBA gear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he had a problem Jeez. with the guy because he had that on. I mean, you know, it was you know he was like, "Hey, I'm telling you." When Cooning goes wrong, when Cooning goes wrong, <laughs> when Cooning goes wrong, white people are in the stands, you know, feeling. I'm like, what? Like, bro, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. um, what's crazy is that, like, not once had I thought about those hoodies and equated Trayvon Martin to those hoodies. Not once. Ever. Not once. Ever. So when is, I saw the hoodie, you know what it looked like to me? You know those uh, suits that they wear in the Olympics when they're yeah, doing like, like the, the indoor. I, I thought like like, like bobsledding or the. Or, or, I was or, talking about the indoor cycling, but I see what you're going with the bobsledding. No, no, yeah, too. no, you're right. The, 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 yep. the cycling and the speed skating, they, they wear those too. Like yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that's it, it. Looked, I thought it looked a little weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. He got he got Trayvon Martin out of there. Okay. Yeah, that's a hell of a reach by Stephen A. Listen, we we right, say this good. all the time. Uh, Stephen A. He probably won't hear this, won't listen. And you know what? He might he might hear this. Shout out to Jonathan Coachman. So he might hear this. Um, and he always has an open invite to come on the platform, man, and chop it up with the brothers on People's Champ Radio. Hey, not did. from me. He got an open invite hey, to come on here, man. Not from me. Hey, I, won't, I won't be on that show. I'll be on here with Stephen A. Smith if he wants to come on and chop up some game with the bit. Now, listen, when we chop up game, first thing we're going to do is he, we might not get to chop up game because we got to address a lot of the bull he be saying, first and foremost. So. We might not get a chop up game, but listen, man, this is People's Champ Radio. You right. know how we do. You know how we do. Let me ask you this about the NBA, right? Um, we come from a time, well, I won't say we come from it. That's going to date us. We don't come from a time, but when we were growing up, right, there was a time where people wore throwback jerseys. You dig? Um, you used to love them. Oh, man, right? It was the best. Get the you throwback jersey. And it's funny because I think about this now. And I say, how many, how many cats, g- give me a percentage, right, of people you think that were wearing throwback jerseys, that that was where, that based on throwback jerseys were, was how they learned about NBA history. You feel me? So, like, it's, uh, it's some guy out there who, who had never heard of Wes Unsell until yeah. they saw that Washington Bullets jersey and said, oh, who, hey, who the hell is that for the Washington Bullets? You feel me? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in a large percentage because I was one of them. It was a lot of players 
you know, the real old school cats. I should be like, yo, who the hell is that? And then I look them up and be like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So count me in. I'm one of them. I would say a majority. I wasn't saying sure. that as a diss. I, I was saying it because, oh, I I, yeah, I was saying it as, like, I wanted to hear the percentage because, it, it, it like, to, to your point, it was something in which people would see somebody and be like, yo, who the hell is that? I don't know who that person is. And they, yep. it really helped introduce a lot of the older players um, to, a, to a new generation. Yep, through them jerseys, them throwbacks, man, the Mitchell and Ness joints. Yeah, shout out to Mitchell and Ness, man. What what size, Pauls, Mitchell and Ness was you rocking back in the gap? Because, you know, we, we come from a time where, you know, they had to tell us to pick our pants up and our stuff was too baggy. We don't, you know. We don't oh, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, bro, I have no idea. Like, I never wore my shit, like, super large, like, past my knee and no shit like that, so. You know what I mean? I kept, I, you know, I made sure the jersey still fit fresh, dog. I had an Allen Iverson joint, though. Did had an Allen Iverson what joint. What type of Iverson did you have? You have, like, a, it, it was a throwback Iverson, though? Like, like the old Phillies? Yeah, it was a throwback jersey. It just had feel, a filler on the front. instead of like, yeah. the entire word Philadelphia. No, my yeah. bad. No, it was the Nats, bro. Oh. N-A-T-S. It was the Nats. Yeah. Okay. My favorite jersey of all time, bro. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. a jersey. Shout out to AI, baby. The GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT. Yeah. I had that, um, I had a, you know, Kobe's my guy. So, of course, I had that Kobe, that uh, Minneapolis Lakers joint. That was dope. Oh, yeah. Um, I had that. What else did I have, man? I had, um, I had some dope ones, man. I had, of course, I had, because I, I had to have my Lakers joints. I had the, uh, the logo Jerry West throwback. Um, oh yeah, that's man. dope. What did I have? What did I have? I had some other throwbacks too, man. I had, I had a lot of throwbacks, man. Um, yeah, throwbacks was. The, listen, I wish they were actually bringing those back. I know people don't wear jerseys like that no more, but I wish they. Yeah, were I know, right? I agree. The, yeah, just for the nostalgia, you know what I'm saying? That would be super. Right. That would be super dope. Well, what's gonna happen is like some some young rapper is gonna like start wearing them, and then he's gonna right. he's gonna convince his young constituents that he's the first person to like do that. So you know. <laughs> Right? He's going to be the first person to bring that out. Yeah, hey, to ever, you know what I'm saying, to ever rock a throwback. Did you get a chance to watch that Anthony Joshua fight on Saturday? Uh, it was a weird no, no, time, I did not. It was a weird time, obviously, because it was overseas. I mean, he, he won right. He won by stoppage. Um, It was a bad stoppage. I don't think anybody really cared. No one cares about an Anthony Joshua fight or a Deontay Wilder fight unless it's against each other at this point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Deontay Wilder, I think he has a fight coming up on the – uh, I think this weekend, coming uh, this weekend coming up, he's fighting Stavern for the second time. Oh, okay. But see, you were surprised because no one cares about an Anthony Joshua or a Deontay Wilder fight unless it's against each other. And if for, for those who don't know who, who the hell we're talking about, we're talking about the heavyweight champions of the world right now. Two of the baddest yeah. players on the planet. <laughs> heavyweight boxing kiddos. No, Roy, I actually knew he was going to fight Stavern. I just didn't know it was this weekend. Coming yeah, up, I, I want to say it's the, yeah. I want to say it's like the fourth. I want to say that. I want to say it's the November. Okay, 4th. yeah, I been keep because I, you know, I keep both my boxing. So yeah, so, yeah, he was fighting to burn. But, but uh, he better is, be careful though. He no, better be careful. He, he really better be. But I mean, if he, you got to understand, if he loses to to Stavern, that's probably a twenty million dollar loss. I want to say. I mean, because he's gonna lose a lot of money yep. in the Joshua fight. Because the fight right yep. now is Joshua versus Wilder in the heavyweight division in boxing. So we'll see what happens there, man. I. I didn't like the way Joshua looked in that fight he just had on Saturday. I thought he was gassed a little bit in some spots. I think he probably is a little bit too muscular, Pauls. Um, I would like right. to see him 
work on his cardio a little bit. But people forget that he's an Olympic gold medalist. Um, so he can box. Listen, you don't win an Olympic gold medal if you don't know how to box. So he can box. Exactly. Um, but I think maybe exactly. he's gotten a little bit too muscular for my taste. Um, and I and, and but you know we'll, we'll see what happens because um, Deontay Wilder for a heavyweight is a slim guy. He, he's built. Let's be honest. He's built like a basketball player. You know what I mean? He's built yep, like I mean, a ball dude, player. So you he's know. very flexible. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's. I always feel like if they fight. That's going to be Deontay Wilder's advantage, his flexibility and his stamina. Who do you think has more power, Deontay Wilder or Joshua? Joshua. I, I think Joshua has more raw power. I think Wilder um, has the power advantage. I really do. I think I think Wilder. Really? One of okay. those, I think Wilder's one of those guys that just hits hard. You know, you, you ever met a dude that like you went to school with or something like that? You know, you know, back in the gap play. I don't know if people play this anymore because yep. it's like anti-bullying and stuff like that. But you know, back in the gap, we used to play like open chess. You know what I mean? Boy. And, and like when you play open chess, sometimes like somebody like you didn't expect would hit you. You're like, God, damn, this motherfucker hit harder than a bitch. Oh, let me make sure my shit is covered up. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think he's one of those dudes that like because if you look at him, he doesn't look. I mean, he doesn't. He, like I said, he looks like a basketball player, but clearly he's knocking people out. Um, now, when I say that, that's not to 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 say that I don't think Joshua has power because clearly he does. He 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 can he can crack, but I would favor Joshua. I mean, I would favor Wilder. Well, I mean, if you're favoring him with the power, I'm favoring him with um, with the stamina. I mean, it sounds like advantage uh, Deontay Wilder. You know what's funny about that? Because I agree with you on both of those, but if they fight tomorrow, I think I would still take take Andy Joshua. <laughs> I do. Mm. I think he's a better boxer. I think he's a better boxer, yeah. and I think that he will be able to avoid the power. Um, I think I think um, Wilder has better stamina, and I think Wilder, uh, to me, has more power. But I think Joshua is a better boxer. Um, but we'll see, man. Listen, that's the fight we want to see. Apparently, Joshua's saying is that it's going to happen in 2018. We'll see if it happens or if it doesn't happen. You know, we'll stay tuned, man. People's Champ Radio. That'll be an excellent fight when it does. Though. Oh, yeah, no Definitely. doubt. No doubt, man. People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. We're coming up to the end of the show. Hey, did you see this thing with the World Series? World Series is tied up right now at 2-2. Did you see this thing with this Shout guy? Shout out H-Town. With this guy from the Astros. He got, uh, he suspended for the yep. first, I think, five games of next season. You right. Saw, you saw this thing with, it, with, with this guy? Yeah, man. Listen, I wasn't going to bring this up on the show because I need for these other folks to start fighting their own battles. You know what I mean? So, for me, hey, I'm happy dude did it. Now, let's watch this. It was weird. I want to see. You know, I want to. It was very weird. <laughs> very <laughs> it was weird. But I, I want to see. I want to see them fight their own battles. They ain't going to be outraged about it. They, they, they ain't got nothing to do with me, right? But I'm gonna say this. I read the article on it, and okay. the first comment on yeah, the first comment on the article said, "Hey, this is how you handle racism. Black people like to make excuses and and, and whine all day when when people are, are showing them racism. But hey, this Asian guy, he didn't even make a comment. He just went back to the dug. I was like, my God, like how did we get into this? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and the reason I'm bringing this comment up because he had, it had a thousand likes, right? And this is Yahoo, by the way, which is a hub for racism, white supremacy. If y'all know anything about Yahoo, it's a hub 
for for racism, white supremacy. Just read the articles, read the headlines, right? Go click on those articles and read the comments. It's a hug for closet white supremacists who like to get their shit off in the comment section. So listen, man, let the uh, let the picture fight his own battles, man. Do you, big homie? Yeah, it, it was funny to me because. Um, I remember, I don't remember when it was. It was, it was, it was some years back during the Olympics, if you recall, when the, uh, I think it was a team from Spain, when the Olympics were going to be in China, they decided it was going to be a good idea to take like a team photo, the basketball team, to take a team photo doing the whole slanted eye thing. And right. when people said, yo, what the hell, what's up, what's up with that? They hid behind the whole, oh, well, no, we, 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 we didn't know, we didn't know. And so I thought that he was going to, you know, pull the we didn't know trick. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, he kissing the baby right now. It was interesting. But let's talk about the the penalty, though. Five games? Five games, man. So here's the deal now. Out of 162, huh? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, It's interesting, man. It's interesting. We're living in some weird times. You dig what I'm saying? We're living in times. I always say this. This is just my personal take. It's only two colors that matter, black and white. Um, and I say that not dissing anybody. I just because I say that, and you can look in any ethnicity, and you can see that there's always a hierarchy between the uh, the, the the darker people and the lighter people of any ethnicity. So that's why I always yep. say only two colors that matter: black and white. So Fact. you know, we'll see what happens with that, man. But listen, man, um, I had to ask you one one more thing, right, before we get ready to get up out of here, because this is People's Champ Radio coming up on the end of the show, man. Um, you know what you got to do, man. Hit the comment section. Subscribe to the channel. You want to uh, make sure you hit the bell icon so we can drop you, give you that latest-ish. Hit us up on iTunes in the podcast section. You dig what I'm saying? Let me ask you this, man. We're going to go back to the NFL for this. And we'll jump out of here after this. We'll go into this for a little bit, though. If you're the Cowboys... Would you be open? I, I know. I think the trade deadline is coming up, right? Or maybe it just passed or it's coming up. Would you be open to moving Dez Bryant? He has to be. He got a big contract, and his production, uh, you know, has been, you know, par at best. But I'm going to say this about Dez. His presence on that field still matters. So if you did move him, you need to get, you know, you got to get somebody to replace him. You can't just get rid of a Dez Bryant because people still, they double him every now and then. His name still <laughs> causes. Hilarious. Well, I mean, you know, I, I ain't seen him doubled in a while, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> his name still, you know, um, holds some weight in the NFL. But me personally, um, listening to Shannon Sharp describe Dez Bryant, man, you got to get rid of him before everybody else starts to see that. It's kind of like when. Uh, Michael Irvin was saying that Keyshawn Johnson was the number one receiver. You know what I'm saying? Um, listen, Dez Ryan, you know, he, he just doesn't look like a number one receiver on a winning team, should I say that. Doesn't look like a number one on a winning team. Me, personally, I go out and get some other, you know what I'm saying, some other pieces. Um, but he just looks pedestrian in that Dallas offense. Maybe it's Dak, maybe it's him. I don't know. But they don't look good together. They really don't, man. They really don't. And I'm with you. I'll be open to moving them as well. Hey, man, Halloween's coming up. I know everybody went out. 
this past uh, Saturday for Halloween and kicked it. Uh, but gi- give the people some do's and don'ts for Halloween right now, man. Give them some do's and some don'ts uh, for Halloween, man. and then we out of here. Hey, man, listen, don't, don't take my advice, man. Do what you want to do, man. I'm going to tell you this, man, for, for Halloween. <laughs> hey, do what you want to do out here in these streets, I'm going to tell you this for Halloween, man. Don't – here's a – Hey, but hold a, on, Roy. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. listen. These are uh, good-standing uh, American citizens, man. I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and listen to you. You try to trample on the rights of these citizens, man. Hey, do what you want. As an American citizen, if you want to eat a heart attack burger, you should be able to do it. <laughs> As an American citizen, if you want to go out there with a, a black face on your outfit, right? Get some black face, get some little racism going. Hey, man, do your thing. But of all that shit I'm telling you to do, just be willing to accept whatever consequence comes with it. That's all I say, people. Do you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. is I wouldn't go to anybody who you know um, is a Fox News watcher's house for, for, for candy. And it's not because they watch oh, Fox man. News. It's because if they believe in what they're watching, then they, they don't believe in handouts. They believe that you should pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Hey, they ain't had no candy out. <laughs> they, believe hey, they don't believe in handouts, so don't go to and don't go knocking at their door because you're going to get some free candy corn, kids. Buckle your bootstraps. <laughs> hey, they going to hey. tell you, hey, what you need to do is buckle your bootstraps, then you can go to the store and buy your own candy. You hey, me? you know what I'm saying? So you need to set up a lemonade stand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Save some lemonade. Save that money up and then go buy your own candy corn from Walmart. There Great advice go, from Fox News supporters, man. <laughs> Great advice. No handouts, man. Hey, hey, ain't no more free, Randy. You ain't know? no free. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. It's People's Chant Radio. We out of here, man. Roy Mack and Cash. Hit us up on the YouTube channel. Like, comment. Make sure you subscribe as well. Hit that bell icon. Mess with us in the comments section. Hey, hold on, Roy. Okay, we go gotta, ahead. We got to rewind right quick because okay. uh, we got to hit the people over the head. College football had a tumultuous, uh, oh, you know, that weekend, forget, man. man. All right. Talk yeah, about college man. football. Big old Ohio State game, man. A big they had a live weekend. Game. Yeah, man. Um, so, listen. Ohio State got up out of there uh, 39 to 38. They outscored. Penn State, 19-13 in the fourth quarter. Cold world, Penn State. Y'all stop. Y'all didn't, they turned into the Falcons, apparently. Cold world. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Hey, listen. Remember I told you about that Georgia team where that was going to challenge Bama? Oh, yeah. Um, hey, Georgia's, hey, they're 8-0. They just blew Florida out, whatever that means. But, hey, they coming. Um, TCU. They kissed the baby. They were number four in the country. They got beat by Iowa State. You're out of here. Hey, but going back to this Ohio State, that's a one-loss Ohio State team. So now we're back where we were last year. Remember that? Yes, sir. All these one-loss teams, they wonder who's going to get in. Well, now Penn State comes be like, hey, bro, we lost by one point. You feel me? Um, Against Ohio State. So if we don't get in, they're going to be pissed. So, yeah, man, we're back at it with this college football. Um, You know, Clemson still one-loss. One lost team, uh, Miami, the, the University of Miami is number eight in the country, and they undefeated. Um, do you, believe, yeah, man, do you yeah. believe in that Miami team right now? As far as being undefeated? Yeah. It's well, the, listen, a- it's the ACC, be, so, you know. Right. I don't think they're going to beat Bama, so I ain't tripping. But, listen, they'll get their shot against Clemson, right? Or they haven't played yet. No, they haven't played yet, no. 
Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? We'll see them. They'll, they'll get that shot. And also, that game could be a game to get somebody into the tournament <clears throat> because Clemson has one loss, and they beat Miami, right? They get back into it. So, and actually, yeah, man, was an exciting ACC, college football weekend. I believe the ACC has a championship game because I don't think they're like they're on Yes, their, they do. Yeah, because they're not on the yep. schedule to play each other this year, I don't think. Let me double-check that. But I don't think that they're on schedule, to play, which is weird, but – yeah, they're they're not scheduled to play each other this season, Miami and uh, okay, and uh, Clemson, um, but potentially, obviously, could meet in the championship game. Um, which and this dope. is that time of year in college football where a lot of ranked teams within conference really just start playing each other back to back. Like, uh, you know, Oklahoma State is about to play. Yeah, they got a big game coming up. Damn, who they about to play, man? Because they number eleven. Oh, Oklahoma State. Let me pull it up. I'll, I'll yeah, they bought it up for you here. Let's see who we got for. Yeah, Oklahoma they about to play Oklahoma, bro. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, and that's a hey, Oklahoma number eight, and they're number eleven right now. So that's a huge game. So yeah, man, you know, college football starting to get down to brass tacks now. Shit's starting to get real. Yeah, but you know, let me ask you. So you know, again, I think I asked you this last week. So after another week of evaluation, can anybody beat Bama? Um. Yeah, I, I I do. I think I think like I said, until Bama can really scare you with the pass game, like meaning make you put some respect on it. If they're just gonna line up and like run you over on a passing game, yeah. Bro. Because look, uh, make no mistake. If Penn State gets into the big dance, bro, Penn State got some shit with them. I seen that. I was watching an Ohio State game. They got some shit with them, and obviously Ohio State, right? They got they got Urban Meyer still. They got the coaches down. So, yeah, bro, I don't think Bama's invincible. Um, and when you just decide you're just gonna run the football with your quarterback, I mean, listen, you're vulnerable to take a L. So, you know. Well, here's what they have coming up, right, Bama? Here's what they have coming up. They got this week. Uh, this week coming up, they got LSU number 19 LSU, followed by number 21 Mississippi State. Um, then they got, I think Mercer, which is weird scheduling. And then after that, they got, they got Auburn, the Auburn game. And Auburn is at number 16 right now. Now here's a problem I have with all of this is that, you know, my, the thing I get the most pissed off about with the SEC is that I just always feel like they just give these teams random rankings. So here's what it's going to say. It's going to say that they beat all these top teams. Hey, Rui, teams. I got to cut you off real quick. And yeah, I'm going to let you finish on my Kanye. All right, so guy. the Redskins, yeah, Redskins was driving. They were on like, they were in their own territory, Cold World. Um, but they were like on like the, I don't know, the 16 or something, or the, the 10, excuse me. Uh, pick six, Cowboys sealed the deal, 32 to 19 right now. They end up being 33 19, more than likely. So the Cowboys look like they're going to win this game against the Washington Redskins. Just got a pick six, game, man, live. Hard fought game against the Redskins, which I don't think should have been a hard fought game, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Winning. Hey, win. hey, for the Cowboys, what yeah, they need anything they can get right now. They didn't, yeah, you know. But uh, so, yeah, man, I want to give y'all boys a live update on what's popping on the real world, but go ahead, man. No, no, no. I'm just saying that with the SEC. They give these teams these rankings, and so at the end of the year, you're going to say that, well, 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 Bama beat X amount of ranked teams. And it's like, yep. okay, but how good was Mississippi State? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. Well, what you're, what you're talking about right now is the politics of NCAA football, right? Because it also sets a team up like Bama to be able to take a loss. You know right. what I mean? Because you're always going to be playing because ranked teams. Yeah, you play yeah. all these top 25 teams, and so if you take a loss, like, oh, well, they played a top 25 team. Well, really? Okay. Right. 
Listen, bro, don't let fast get in the way of a good story when these boosters trying to get this money. No, make no mistake. Get to the money, man. NCAA going to get to this money. Yeah, man. Listen, I need for NCAA to get to the money and settle the case, though, with um with these video game companies so I can get a new NCAA game on PS4. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a PS4. Well, that's about not wanting to pay these players. That's what that's all about. <laughs> I need for him to get to the money on that. Cause I need to get out here. Pay these kids. Yeah, man. Listen, dog. I, I I need for that. That it's two video games. I need to happen. I need for college football to come to PS4, and I also need a new fight night. That's what I need, man. If I can get that in my life, I think I'll be listen, I'll be pretty good out here, man. If I get a boxing game, my goodness, I'm gonna be set for life. Hey, just don't let two K Sports get a hold of it because they want to make you fucking, you know, the most skilled person in the world. <laughs> to do anything. That's why I don't play 2K a lot, man. 2K, well, you got to have all kind of analog ability. Hey, man, I don't like it. So, yeah, man, EA, don't don't, don't let 2K steal your shine. But EA's yeah, working man. on their own boxing game, though. They're working on their own boxing title. So, well, hopefully, whatever that means. hopefully everybody signs up for it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's always another thing, right? Is that like who the tries yep. to like out? Because sometimes you can outprice yourself. But I think in in this current climate of boxing, I think everybody should should be should want to have their face on a game. They um, need exposure, yeah, man. Errol exposure. Spence Junior needs exposure. Yeah, absolutely. So don't, don't try to because what happens yourself. is because what happens is the kids will pick up them sticks and be like, "Yo, who the hell is this nigga with?" Uh, 99 stamina and 95 power and everybody, Errol Spence Jr., right? And then they're going to want to check him out. I'm going to tell you, that happened to me on fight night when I, um, before it became a championship round or whatever, the, what they, uh, uh, what's it called? What's it used to be called? Something knocked out. Knockout Kings. Knock, remember, it was Knockout Kings. Yeah. I yeah, want to yeah. say, though, it happened on fight night um, when I was, um, I was playing, and I saw, I think it was Chris Bird. Mm, and Chris Bird's staff was silly. Yeah. I was like, yo, who the hell is this? And yeah. I had to look him up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, these, this nigga stands for silly. So it's a great way to introduce the kids to these boxers, man. Oh, yeah. So if you're a boxer, you need to be petitioning for a, a video game representation. Um, you, y'all talking about building brands? This is how you do it. Real Floyd talk. Mayweather and the money team need to come out with a boxing game. Yeah, Real Floyd talk. need to come holler at us, man. Floyd, holler at people on radio, man. We can help you on the development of that game, man. Real talk, Floyd. And I can help you on some new designs on these TMT hats, man. I like your boy. Because I'll make it kind of like that uh, like that Mike Tyson punch out to where, like, if you try to play a career mode, Floyd is the boss of the, you know, the boss at the end. That you yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight a Floyd at the end, and he got – he got the best defense, so like you just can't hit him. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I would have, yeah, I would have two different type of story modes. Because I like the one where they did with you get in prison and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I like what they did with it. I ain't like the prisoner shit. Yeah, cause, you know, because yeah, I was gonna let you finish. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I ain't fuck with the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. okay. But ahead. I, I, I understood the premise. Like right, I like that right, they, you know, right, took right. it from. I wanted to do something where you start off where you fight, you know, to get to the Olympic trials, right? Mm. And ultimately, you fight in the Olympics, and then you go pro, and then you sign an agent, and you know, you kind of you mix a little WWE in there with the decision making and meeting certain people, you know, that type of stuff, answering questions, hey, listen, you know, branding. Man, don't, hey, don't give them too much, dog. Don't give them too hey, much. Man, I got, man. Hey, listen, man, my services. Hey, I'm open for business. <laughs> EA, holla at your boy, baby. EA, ain't no more free, Randy. Oh, it's going to cost. <laughs> oh, you going to see lawyers and niggas important, but, you know, hey, man, holla at your boy. Hey, people share radio, Roy making cash. That's it for this week, man. We'll holla at y'all next week, man.
Cash out. I holla.